the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. Like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Thank you once again for tuning into the program. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. I'd like to welcome onto the program my left hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. Top of the morning. <laughs> always gets me, always gets <laughs> me wrong, always gets it good. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815. And what number is that? That's a LegalZoom self-help hotline, LegalZoom.com. They're not a lawyer. They're not a law firm. In fact, they were founded by um, top attorneys. But in fact, it's a it's a self-help legal service. So you can log on to LegalZoom.com and create legally binding documents in just minutes. And besides all the savings that you're going to get, from not having to go to a high-priced attorney, you're also going to get some extra savings by entering green in the checkout box. Oh, man, what a show. <laughs> On the site. Yeah, I should, re- I should really print out copy and read it, but I just kind of improvise it off the top of my no, head. That, and... was, that sounded like copy until the very end. Even right, the very exactly. Even kind of did. All right. Well, you know, then you got to like get... LegalZoom.com, the leader self-help legal services man logan jesus i I was a little rattled because there's so much show to get to i don't know if we can get to it but i have a feeling we will we have um well later on the program we have the band imperial stars they were the guys made headlines earlier in the week for what did they they uh drove a truck onto the 101 they parked it there and then started rocking and then eventually got arrested so we'll have a we'll have a guy from the band keith on the show later but to start things off, I'd like to welcome longtime uh, friend, longtime cohort. I started doing a uh, stand-up comedy with this guy years ago. I'd like to welcome on to the show Dion Lack. Good evening. <laughs> How's it going, Dion? I'm feeling real good, feeling great. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you. I think um, you're definitely one of those guys. If people, you know, people outside the LA area haven't seen you around doing stand-up comedy, I'm sure everyone saw your your award-winning. Super Bowl commercial. Do you want to you want to take us through that? Well, uh, yeah, it was a, um, it's a it's a Dorito contest that we did uh, last year. It was, um, uh, you know, we as you know people had to submit a commercial to Doritos and they voted to see who was the greatest commercial and they voted the top six into a poll and from our friends and family uh, voted from those. And to see who was going to be on the Super Bowl, and me and the crew of us, um, and two other commercials went to the Super Bowl. So well, you seem thrilled. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a guy more depressed about being I'm on the sorry, Super Bowl. Man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> well, I, I was I was really stoked. I was like grabbing people. I was drunk. I had, I was gambling a lot of money. I was in this fugue state. I was like, hey man, I know that guy. He's on the Super Bowl. They're like, shut up, man. <laughs> I got in people's face. Well, in case you missed it. And in case of it, it doesn't uh, ring a bell by Dion's description. Here's the here's the audio from the commercial. I'm sure I'm sure you'll uh, remember once you hear it. What's going on, little man? I see you got your game skills down, Pack. You might have your hands full once I pick up the controller. Put it back. Keep your hands on my mama. Keep your hands on my Doritos. Jalen, are you playing nice? Now the joke there is, of course, Dion comes in. I guess he's playing a uh, you know a guy dating this. This single mom, I'm guessing, that's the premise of it. And he's checking out the mom, and then he sees the kid, <laughs> grabs the game controller. He's like, yo, little man, let me show you how to do this. And he's like, oh, and I'm going to take your Doritos. And the little kid, super cute, steps up, slaps you. How was it working with the kid? Uh, not so good. Really? Because the thing is, a lot of people don't realize kids love the attention. 
As soon as he slapped me, the whole production just started laughing. <laughs> yeah. And he did yeah, not keep the, he couldn't now. keep the straight face. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't keep the hard face. So that's why I so many different cuts. Because as soon as he slapped me, I had to cut it. Yeah. Because he started laughing. Um, everyone, you know, sometimes he'll slap me before I said my lines. He'll, he was slapping too late. <laughs> and after like the 16, 17 slap, I wasn't happy no more. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> It, it was, yeah, it usually, usually it doesn't take 16 or 17 slaps, but it is funny, the, <laughs> the idea of you getting angry. Now slap me, kid! I tell you to slap me right! When you slap me, you look strong in my eyes. You know I want to get slapped. Like it's, it's, It must be a weird instinct to encourage the kid to slap someone in the face. And you, you, people wonder, oh, why are, why are child actors messed up? Because the, the whole... Their whole life is turned upside down. Normally, as a kid, it's you get attention for, oh, hey, you did good in school or did good in sports. But now it's you did good for slapping a grown man. Exactly. And, and the thing is, me as an adult, I immediately wanted to jump on him. But <laughs> I had to keep looking at the parent like, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. This is the witnesses. Cause if I, and and, and it, got, it got me upset because I was like, why aren't you telling your son? What to do? She's laughing, encouraging, I'm talking about keep going, keep going. I'm like, hey, oh, all right. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Funny. And you're there. You're like, look, I, I'm tired. I don't want to be at this thing for 12 hours. It was a contest, so I'm sure if you were getting paid, it wasn't like, yeah. it, it wasn't like I was. I I got the audition. It was right. like we're gonna submit this. It, it was already a free project. Right. So it was like, okay, I'm doing this for free. I'm pissed off. My <laughs> face is red now. There's no, there's no possible way it can be uh. red. And I was like, come on now. Just, and I was literally about to say, no, this commercial is not that serious. I'm out. You know? <laughs> so you were close to walking away from yes. a great opportunity of being on yes. a Super Bowl commercial. Yes. That is so funny. But you stuck it out because you just said, hey, why not, keep, why not keep doing this? I'm already on this train <laughs> of comedy and of auditioning yes. and acting. Why, yes. why pull the plug now? Wow. And showbiz don't work with kids or animals. That's right. what they say. Yeah. Now, you're a, you're a father yourself. Yes. How many yeah. uh, how many kids do you have? I have one and a half. I'm saying a half because one is in the oven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Now, when was your when was your first kid born? Uh, oh six. So she's four. Okay. Yes. Now you worked with a kid. Would you ever think of putting your kid into show business or having them? You you're living out in Los Angeles. I imagine people maybe some. Oh, hey, you got a cute little daughter. Ever think of putting in her commercial or? Have you ever has that thought crossed your mind at all? Yes, she she is she's an amazing actress without the camera. As soon as the camera go comes, she's she becomes shy and and then she's bashful and and she doesn't keep character. And so so, so it's not it's it, not it's not it, working out for right, her. <laughs> it would have to be something she wants to do. Right. So, but, and it's so funny how like everyone as soon as the commercial came out, everyone assumed that I was. A millionaire. It was like, hey man, congratulations. Hey, hey. Dion did these yeah. eyebrows jumping. The, the eyebrows jumping signify you thinking the other person has tons of money. Like, oh hey, congratulations. Eyebrows jump, meaning hey, you want to help me out? You want to give me money? Like, I got this payment on my car, man. They about to take my car, and then if you don't slap me six hundred, seven hundred. Yo, can I, can I just call Doritos? How's it? How's it work, Dion? Let, let me know what's going let on. Let me know. And then they want to. I, I've act too. You know, I've I've done some some jobs, so uh, you of guys course, still. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, meanwhile, like the day after, you're probably sending out emails just trying to get another audition <laughs> to get more work or exactly. to get more auditions to get. I I don't think people realize the corporate America came up with the greatest. I don't even, I don't want to call it a scam, but the greatest idea of all time. Corporate America sat down. They're like, all right, we're making tons of money. We're doing really good. Hey, I got an idea. We can make more money. How do we do it? Oh, why don't we just get rid of our advertising budget? How are we going to do yes. that? <laughs> we find people on the internet to make commercials for us. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, no, no. We'll get, and instead of just having one guy make a commercial, we'll have thousands and thousands of aspiring people make a commercial for free. Yes. One of them's got to be halfway decent. We throw it on there. We get the people voting for them. They're coming to our websites. It's it's a great scam. Well, how much are we going to pay them? The same that we would normally pay? commercial i know we'll just throw out like five thousand bucks <laughs> they have a camera they'll willing to do anything exactly yeah, that is a, exactly I, what happened and what we're we gonna do with the rest of the money we just buy groceries and give it to <laughs> oh man yeah, they, no yeah. it's it's whoever a uh, pepsico whoever owns doritos is probably just saying to themselves why should we just keep spe right. why should we pay all this money for advertising they're already paying uh, okay granted they had to pay a we lot of sag. money we got sad oh, okay so well there you go yeah, we got a lot of money but it was it, it, they don't have to pay it because 
all that money left over is getting is they don't have to pay any pretty much because uh the, the you know the ads is just paying for it right ads. i'm just saying yeah you probably did okay you made some money it was a good booking obviously because you you know got you great exposure right but what I'm getting at is that they 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 just are doing this not because they're like oh we really want to make new commercial stars. I understand. Yeah, I totally understand what you did because they they're they're saving a lot of money. They don't have to spend a dime. You know, they just say you make you don't have to pay for production. They don't have to pay for the ad spot. They're on, on their pants for the spot on the commercial. And I mean, then they come up with this whole idea of voting, but basically it's just no. getting. People to go to the page every exactly. day to click on they it. Get more. So you're guaranteeing already all these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views of said commercial, right. even before you decide to actually buy the airtime, the air, the commercial. Yeah, they get money. I see through it, man. Yeah, I see I through. I totally it. understand. And then now they, and now Pepsi Max is a part of it too now. Oh yeah. This a- year. Every every commercial, uh, the guy Wax who does. <clears throat> Who uh, we play his music at the beginning of the show. Very talented rapper, perform, you know, does guitar and stuff like that, and actually a real funny dude too. He he's won a couple of these contests. He won the Heinz contest. He won like 5,700 bucks for coming up, or no, it was um, what's that steak sauce? A one, A one, A one, or something like that. He won a prize for that and for some hoodie commercial and stuff like. That's that's the new corporate move is to yeah. just get people to produce it. Mm-hmm. Saving money. Yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. It, and you know, people who are looking to break into the business, hey, why not? Why not give it a shot? And you know, then, oh, sorry, sorry, you can go. You can jump in, Logan. I was just gonna say, I entered one of those contests when I was in college for uh, Converse, and guess what I got out of it? A pair of Converse shoes that didn't fit. <laughs> that didn't fit. Did yeah. they? Well, wait, when you won the Converse contest, did they call you up and ask you? They called you what, me and asked me what my size was. I told them, and apparently they have different sizes than the shoes I was wearing at the time. All right. Which was Nike or something. Not not a great plug for Converse. Now, Dion, fuck <laughs> Converse. Now, oh wait, well, real quick. Now the move is since we're talking about brand synergy and advertising, now the move is I just read an article in the New York Times. Now these brands, instead of just doing these uh, commercial contests and stuff like that, they're branching out even farther to the point that Converse just created a record label. They created this huge record label recording studio, and then they set up a contest for all any uh, musician or any artist looking to break through could submit their stuff, and then they picked who was the best candidate, and then they're giving them free recording time, and then they're basically... Converse now has a record label. Mountain Dew has a record label. That's the new move. Instead of just putting out a commercial... They're going to have a record label and then, you know, insert advertising either into the band promotion. Genius. It was stuff like that. Okay, hey, I'm or having a concert on it. and it's brought to you by Mountain Dew. Genius. So Genius. now, Dion, I, I've known you for a long time. We, we started doing stand-up together, it yes. seems like. I know you're from doing a, a lot of shows. One, I was thinking about the different shows we've done. One that really stood out in my mind I was we did a uh, Christmas show. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. We did. I remember I remember a clear as day. Dion comes to me and a couple of our other comedy buddies. Cornell Reed has been on the show. And he goes, hey, guys, I had this great opportunity. I booked us a show. We're like, okay. It's at a church. We're like, ah, all right. And he's like, but don't worry. Okay, yeah, it has to be clean, but we can do a fun sketch comedy show and, you know, kind of make it holiday themed. And we're like, all right. And also, it's going to be a charity fundraising thing. We're like, okay, yeah, sure. We're we're good people. Why not doing this? And the show was going, from what I remember, I, I don't think this, any of the sketches were really that great. Right. Do you remember some? I yes. think um, one was like Santa Claus yes. doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> And it was all like, oh, you know, these elves, why do they do this? They should do that, you know, stuff like that. And it was another one about uh, someone robbed the wrong, he, he was about to rob a bank, but he's actually robbing like a yoga place. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yep. weird. Yeah, it, was, it was great skits. And then. Um, give me the big punchline. What's give up? Me the, give me the big punchline. Oh, the, uh, the big punchline was our, our friend, Chris Rubio. <laughs> yes. Who's, who's in, Chris Rubio. Who's, uh, I, I know that this is going to be awesome. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to hype it up too much, but Chris Rubio. No, just because you said Chris Rubio and you keep oh, saying okay. it. I get more excited. Okay, go. <laughs> Chris Rubio, who's an Asian guy, is a stand-up comedian. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, Chris, do some stand-up. And you would explain to him, you're like, okay, keep it clean. 
All right, and Chris seemed to understand that, and then he gets out there, and obviously it's a church audience. We didn't really pack the house. Oh, God, you know, so you could just see like beads of sweat coming down. He's like, ah, 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 all right, all right, go to the uh, go to the A stuff. And I guess in his mind, the A stuff was some jokes about uh, how small his dick was. So he's up there. He's up there. Hello, Jose. He said, he said, so I have a huge, I have a small pecker. And then everybody reacted like, whoa. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't slow down at all. He's just like, okay. <laughs> he thought that, oh, okay, let me check. No, no, first thing, I got a small dick. And then everybody said, whoa. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I have a, I have a small pecker. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that was going to help. That was going to put the band over the moon. Like, okay. <laughs> he did said, they what? get a laugh? That's pretty funny. It was, it was, we, laughed, we laughed ourselves. Yeah, the, 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 back, the back of the, behind, like, the green room area where we were hanging out. Was busting up in laughter at just the awkwardness of Chris Rubio because he kept doing the bit and every time instead of saying pecker he would or instead of saying penis he would say pecker. It's like yeah guys so I have you know a lot of Asian people have small peckers like me and you know and then he had some weird comparison to you know the Titanic and how his was the complete opposite. It was I've never felt more uncomfortable yes. in a church. And and then the lady finally said, could you guys um get him. Off <laughs> yeah, we got him. We we had to get the hook out. Took him off stage. It was a very weird night. I think we got like it was supposed to be. The idea was people brought toys in. I think we got like four toys. Yes, <laughs> it was it was not a great gig, but I'm working with him this weekend. Chris Rubio on the sequel of the Doritos commercial. Oh really? Yeah. Oh nice. So Let's is see. it? Are you guys entering in another contest yes. or how's that working? Entering four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four different Doritos contests? Uh, two and two. It's a Pepsi Max and Doritos. Nice. Any? So. Can you uh, can you hint at any kind of uh, premises? Um. Well, uh, we have like obviously we have a sequel. Uh, with the original cast members. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a yeah. I can't get the premise because you know. All right. Top secret. Um, yeah. He's and, a he's a Doritos man. I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of Doritos, junk food. I noticed. That there's a lot less Dion Lack to notice. I yes. know, not that you were ever a fat guy. Oh, I was fat. Okay, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be a fat guy, and now you've it. lost 80 pounds. How yes. much do you weigh now? I weigh uh, 220. 220. Wow, you were up to 300. Yes, I was. But you're tall. You're a tall guy, right? How yes, tall are you? I hit it. I, uh, I am 6'4". 6'4". 6'4". Yeah, you don't say. look like you've ever been fat. <laughs> I was, I mean, you look yeah. Like, yeah. Now, how did how did you lose the weight? People are always interested in how people lose that weight. And here's the shameless plug. Um, I've done a beach Doritos? body program. <laughs> I did a beach body <laughs> program. Uh, is uh, Body Gospel, and it was a infomercial that's airing now, and 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 it's kind of funny. People say I seen your commercial. But I'd be thinking talking about the Doritos commercial, but they talk about the infomercial. Like, All right. Well, yeah, so, so you did an infomercial, yeah. and then you ended up actually doing the product, or how'd that work? Uh yeah, it was a uh it's it's, it's kind of kind of like P90X. Okay. But, uh and it's a different you know it it strengthens your mind, body, and soul. It's a, a spiritual workout program that yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So wait, you're <laughs> listening to gospel and then it's getting you fired right. up to work out. Right. Oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Is it is it like a, a is it a fiery preacher? No 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 no. It's not because <laughs> I picture it's this not guy sermon. <laughs> oh, I picture this guy preaching fire and brimstone. And the Lord said, "You don't need to do crunches, boy." And you know, firing you up that way. No, it was it was just like it was it was really upbeat uh, gospel music that was on beat, you know. And we kind of like was grooving and working out to gospel music. So it was kind of like you was you was you know, doing praise and worship and working out at the same time. So he's knocking out two birds and one stone. So. <laughs> nice. It makes a lot of sense to me because yeah. that stuff gives me energy when I hear, ah, you know. Yeah. All right. So you get fired up, <laughs> listen to gospel music. Next thing you know, you're dropping some pounds. Yeah. Nice. Slim down, man. Now you're also, speaking of the Lord, Hello. you also decide to make a uh, honest woman out of your girlfriend and you, you became married. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 <laughs> Is honestly, that how they say it, by the way? Make an honest woman out of... <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a phrase, Logan. It's an old wise tale. Exactly. Um, yeah, I actually, me and my wife did the program together, and we, I, I was, out of nine years of knowing each other, that was the first time we ever did something really, really, you know, together. And it was four months of us uh, strengthening, you know, us working together, working hard together, and something blossomed. And I was just like, I was, we was dieting, dieting together, and I was looking like, gosh, all these times I've been 
balance myself with other women and she's been my salad this entire time and I've been like you know <laughs> so like you've a, always had the uh, junk food on the side yes. spiritually and physically yes and now you get you're eating healthy living healthy <laughs> you're a healthy man there you go there All right. I, I like that analogy. Now, I, I would imagine normally th- I'm glad that worked out for you. And I guess I would say that speaks for the program and its success because I would imagine dieting with a woman would be difficult because you're both cranky. You're both kind of because, <laughs> you know, when you f- immediately start eating less, you're kind of your body's getting used to not eating so much. Right. You're kind of on nerve. And then if someone starts losing more weight and then the other person slips. Yeah. But it, it worked for you guys. It, it really did. And. Yeah, it was it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Then when I seen her slim down, it was like, wow. This <laughs> that is... motivates you. Yeah, I was like, it's time to get married. Once she gets, <laughs> <laughs> because awesome. I see other guys turning heads at her. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that honesty, dude. I know normally guys wouldn't but, say that. Like, but, but I, I just picture you know how people have like that little chart, like charting off their weight loss. Yes. You know, it's like okay, 1:30. There's an engagement ring. There's <laughs> here it goes. You dropped it, and it's funny. When we got married, she started gaining weight back. Oh god, oh. it's the stereotype. When women get married, they get comfortable, and no more sex with me. Damn. Really? Has yeah. it? Has it, it said really? <laughs> yeah. Well, they they say that, that is for real. It, was it a huge drop off? How early on did not, the sex drop off? Not only is it a engagement ring, it's a it's a championship ring. As soon as they win that championship, they immediately become <laughs> complacent. Like, ah, yeah, we won. Hey, we it's hey, we in the now. record books now, so you can't really say we didn't win anything. <laughs> it's like the you know the Chicago Bulls when they last year. It's like oh, we won, so we good now. It's like it's like a rapper and their and their record contract. As soon as they get as <laughs> soon as they get paid, they it's get over, soft, man. Yep. That's what happened. Well, we're talking about marriage here. One man's marriage who is on the rocks to say the least is. The hero of the National Football League, Brett Favre. Oh, did you have, have you? You're familiar with the story, Dion? Um, you know what's funny? I've been following your tweets, and oh, okay. I've been uh, you know, keeping up with you know the story with you. So sure. Yeah. All right. I like to I like to inform people, and while I mock and ridicule people of celebrity, <laughs> Deadspin.com has been it's a uh, sports blog. They've been all over this story. I guess Brett Favre, as it turned out, was a uh, he was on the New York Jets two years ago, and apparently, from what it sounded like, he really got a liking to this one uh, Jets employee, Jen Sturger, super hot chick. And according to her, he kept calling her, kept kind of approaching her to the point where he actually sent her a cell phone picture of his genitalia. I guess that was the deal sealer. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I got a couple of thoughts here. First off, Brett Favre sending a picture of his penis. I... I in my head, I think she's got to be sending a picture first. There's got to be some right. pictures going back and forth. Because if you're just, just going to send the picture of yourself, like, here, we'll listen to the voicemails. She re- or someone released the voicemails. I don't even know if necessarily she received the voicemails. The way I think it broke down was she had these pictures of Brett Favre. She had these hilarious voicemails and MySpace messages, probably forward them to one of her friends, and then one of her friends probably sold it to the tabloids or whatever. Because right. I don't... According to her, she hasn't she hasn't sold it, and it doesn't make sense that she would want to bring it up, but it, it does kind of... It, it's just hilarious, because you think, Brett Favre, professional athlete, he doesn't take no crap for, from no one, man. And then here he is leaving a desperate <laughs> voicemail on some chick's uh, phone. Yeah. It's not a setup. <laughs> I see. I thought I was the only guy who did like stuff. You know, you see how his voice is that little inflection, like, "Hey, Jen. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. I just uh, hoping to hear you call me back." <laughs> you know, like when you do that move, yeah, like you're yeah. trying to play it casual, but obviously you're really desperate. Like, just checking in, <laughs> seeing how things yeah. are going. Practice. Um. Got meetings here. Um, I'm Brett Favre. I'm I'm really important. I got I got. Not only did I just come from practice, I'm a you know I'm a professional athlete. I just got I got meetings too. Got to learn a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, for about a couple more hours, I'm going back to the hotel. Couple. We got literally hours upon hours of meetings. Hotel and just just chill. <laughs> I thought, wow, that is so funny. It's it just funny to hear. like a pro football player hitting on a chick. I just, it's just funny. I'm chilling in my, you know, 
Yo, yo, girl, just chilling. <laughs> it sounds like something I would say in 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 college. Hey, you want to come over to my dorm room and chill? And chill. So, in a um, in the deck, because uh, I'll be in the building um, for a couple of hours. Love to have you come over tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, I know uh, I think Aaron came up and asked you if you uh, um, would you. Him, my, your number, or he was going to give you my number, but um, I understand. He's like, voicemail. Send me a text. Love so to see you Wow, that's sad. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> see, li- listen, guys, that he had confidence at the end. Talk to you later. He's just assuming he's going to get a call back. You Boys, know, like, this was almost three years ago, and she saved his voicemail. And that that just yeah. shows that women are so disgusting trying to find ways to make more money. Well, if a celebrity sent me pictures of their genitalia, I would. You will it. save it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah save I mean, Dion, if I got a picture of Brett Favre's junk, I wouldn't. The first thing I'd do is like, oh my god, I gotta archive this. Yeah, I gotta put it somewhere. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, now the the cell phone pictures, I understand. Monica Lewinsky and the dress itself. That's that's where it crosses into the kind of creepy. Obviously, you know, granted, Bill Clinton is a lot more powerful than Brett Favre. Right. And who knows why she saved these. I, th- I think she maybe she thought there was some hilariousness in there. She was also seemed kind of paranoid that um, I think she had some uh, – this next thing, she sent a message back to the PR guy. Like, I don't want to get involved with Favre. Then I'll end up in a trash can. Because he, I guess he was married, and maybe she was scared that if they did get together and things went wrong – she would somehow – I don't know what she's implying there, but I guess she was scared of, of being involved with him. In a trash can. So in some like garbage she's... can, huh? This is, this is him after he hears out that she's worried that he, she's going to end up in the garbage can. This just really pisses off Brett Favre. So in some garbage can, huh? So that's what you think I think of, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warrior on the field and off the field. I don't give up on the field. I play hurt. And when it comes to cheating on my wife, I don't give up. I keep going. With practice. I'll try the other phone. Wow. <laughs> He's like a stalker. He's the total. This is why I couldn't play quarterback in the NFL, because when a girl doesn't respond to my first voicemail, my next instinct is, <laughs> okay, let me call again. Let me try the other phone. Let me get the PR guy on it. I give up after one call. If I text a chick and she doesn't text me back, and she said, okay, maybe I'll try again later. Maybe one. But after that, I, I just give up. I just assume she's not interested. But I guess when you're Brett Favre, that doesn't really cross your mind. Oh, why would a chick not be interested in me. I'm, I'm Brett Favre, for Christ's sake. I'm pretty sure she started recording like the second week of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a week that we don't know about. Right, now. exactly. <laughs> there's some other yeah, voices. It sounds like there's been a lot going on. Yeah. She said, like, okay, now it's time to start. This is getting creepy. Let me start recording this now. <laughs> yeah. now, now it's getting good. I got, I got yeah. to really Maybe just lead him on a little bit. Keep this going. My favorite part <laughs> of, the, of the coverage, of course, he played on Monday night. And it, the scandal broke, and possibly he's going to be suspended by the NFL, and he has this 300-game start streak that could be in jeopardy because of him sending a picture <laughs> of his penis on a cell phone, which is mind-boggling in and of its own right. But it's great because the sports writers, and naturally your your next movement is, okay, how is this going to affect the game? How is him being kind of rattled or being emotional about it? Is this going to affect the game? Is this going to affect his performance? And I just found it hilarious that they compared it to other emotional moments in his life. Like, oh, okay, we all remember the time when his dad passed away, and then on Monday Night Football, instead of going to the funeral, he went and played the Raiders and lit the Raiders up and threw four touchdowns or whatever. Like, that's the angle. Oh, oh, and then he found out his wife had breast cancer, but he powered through that. This is um, this is a guy, um, Damon Hack, on uh, sports from Sports Illustrated. He's on the He's on the Dan Patrick show, but this is him kind of kind of talking this angle of comparing this g- upcoming game or this past game to uh, other emotional games for Brett Favre. Brett Favre has lost the football game afterwards, but this was a different kind of sadness to me. I really think this is starting to get to him. <laughs> yeah, but what will that mean? How will that play out? That's going to be interesting to see how it handles. I mean, we've always talked about Favre's 
toughness and able to compartmentalize, whether it's injuries. We all remember his father's death back in 03 when he had that remarkable game against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. He's a different quarterback. Doesn't that seem so weird to compare wow. the cell phone picture of his penis being leaked to the death of his father? He's a different person. He's 41 years old, and, and these allegations are are so lewd and, and kind of out of the box and perspective of what people think about when they think about Brett Favre. I don't know how it can't weigh on him, and, and I think it, it, it may and it may already be affecting his ability to play a, a clean football game. Yeah, as as a guy and a, as a person who gambles on sports, that's the first thing. Oh, my God, is this going to affect the line? What's going to happen in the game? That is your natural instinct, but I, I just found it hilarious that they were comparing other emotional right. times. Yeah. <laughs> I also I sent a interview request to Jen Sturger, the hot chick that he was trying to, I guess, uh, hook up with, and her PR person got back that she's not doing interviews right now. So, so they never hooked up. According to her, no. And wow. uh, of course, Brett Favre's not saying anything. His whole his whole stance, he doesn't even deny it. Which that would be my first move. I would say that's not my penis. Prove that's my penis. <laughs> yeah. Unless he did he like take the picture of his penis next to his driver's yeah, license, social like security card. Or Maybe like he, he knows there's a picture out there with his face and his penis in it or something. Good thinking, Logan. Good thinking. I so. But yeah, apparently apparently it's just his. <laughs> It's just his penis. I I list, I watched the video, but I I clicked away in the penis. I I feel like I just I just couldn't look at it. Lo, Logan, what was your take on it? I believe it I is. His. I've, I've seen. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I I didn't want to see it, but now that I know the the actual pictures out there, I thought that just the story was out there. But now that I know the pictures out there, kind of do want to see it. You can check it out. I stack up. If you guys want to check it out, it's uh, my profile picture on the great. It's a great way to advertise yourself. Instead of sending headshots out, just send that out. Hey, look, I'm a comedian. I'm wacky. I'm zany. I do I do these kind of things. I found it funny what you said on Twitter. You said a lot of people are, are wigging out about the fact that uh, Brett Favre haven't retired yet, but I find it amazing that this old man can send a, a sex picture. Yeah. A, a, yeah. Sexting. Well, yeah, my angle was that they're impressed that he can still start a quarterback. I'm impressed that he can figure out sexting. Like, picture <laughs> your your parents in their 40s. Obviously, he's still, he's still young, but generally people in their early 40s have trouble figuring out the cell phones and technology. And you don't picture a jock like Brett Favre to be a real tech whiz. Exactly. That's funny. Well, the two big stories, of course, have been Brett Favre's penis being released on a cell phone camera and the Chilean miners. So, obviously, all the Chilean miners have been saved, and it's a great time. Thanks to Americans. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. We're, we're the evilest country known to man and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you need uh, tons of mining equipment to save your people? Sure, we'll be there. Can't save ourselves, though. We're rich Uncle Sam. Here's hey, they a, love to hate us, but it is, it is weird. Need money, it's like, oh, hey, Uncle Sam, right. can you help us out? I think we have a decent relationship with Chili, but here's, it is weird how, how, how much they, they, um, they want to kind of co-opt the experience and bring you in. I think they're kind of overdoing it. I was excited, or I, I wouldn't even say I was excited. Not to sound soulless or evil, I wanted them to live. Don't get me wrong. I was like, oh, good, they're alive. But I had the same reaction <laughs> to the Chilean miners being saved that when the Chilean miners were born. I don't know these people. Okay, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad they're alive. I got no beef with them. Right. I wasn't. I, I didn't feel riveted. And and maybe that's just I'm a cynical prick, but I I got I'm more worried about Michael Vick, you know. And, I am totally and that sounds crazy, hilarious. but that that affects my world. Okay, Michael Vick, he's the starting quarterback for the Eagles. How are his ribs? How's he doing? I'm more worried about that <laughs> than there are 33 guys in Chile that I don't know. There's five billion people in the world I don't know. A hundred million people will probably die tomorrow and die in crazier ways than being trapped in a mine. And it wasn't yeah. like it was a natural disaster. They went down into themselves. It's like, you yeah. know what the and you know what's going to happen tomorrow <laughs> or in, in a week or two? They're going to have to start working at the mine again. And you think exactly. mining is dangerous in America? I can only imagine how mining is in Chile. You signed the release forms. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Here, here's... It, it, it feels weird when the, when the news keeps saying we in these stories. Bruce, this kind of excitement happens every couple of years, perhaps even more now with our access to global technology. But it is an interesting phenomenon because for a time, all of the negatives in our lives seem to disappear. We simply want to be part of the good news. Oh! 
we feel like we know him. The latest Chilean liar brought to the surface. I don't know these guys at all. Tears of joy. We are part of the celebration. And I did not have a celebration. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yesterday, I played some basketball, did some stand-up comedy, worked. I did my normal. I, there was no celebration. I had a couple beers. They were for me. They weren't for the Chilean miners. <laughs> And I, I don't feel like I should I should feel bad for not feeling bad about these Chilean miners. And it's funny, I, I, I didn't see the, the visual of uh, the words. I thought it was just saying miners as in, like, children. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are these kids? <laughs> miners, what? All right. Well, speaking of news, this uh, next guy and his band made some news recently when uh, – Logan, you can uh, – Logan, bring him in. <laughs> All right, the um, this uh, the band Imperial Stars. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up? The band Imperial Stars. They um, oh, you can stay in, Dion. Okay. All right, so uh, let's get into this. You guys. All right, well, f- sorry. First, introduce yourself. How's it going? I'm Keith Yaki. Keith. Okay. And uh, what do you what do you play in the band? Play guitar. Play guitar. And uh, your name? My name is Christopher Wright. Lead okay. vocals. Lead vocals. And how about you, buddy? Okay, just sit up on the mic. Put these on. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Just sit up on the mic here. Sorry. Paul Arabella, vocals. Okay, so you guys... All right, let's get this story straight. You guys are a band. <laughs> you have a song. You have a truck. You decide to park it in the middle of the 101, stopping traffic everywhere, grinding the 101 traffic to a halt. Take us through that day. And what was your game plan going into the into this stunt and what did you hope it would accomplish game plan for the day was to you know raise awareness for the 1.5 million homeless children okay and just absolutely shock the world with that event so that way we could raise awareness and blow up some music yeah. <laughs> okay let's keep it so real with all right <laughs> so you guys have the truck you park it there now what what happened did you guys get rid of the keys and then you got up on top of the truck and the started playing keys. the favorite everybody the key wants to know where the keys went and uh you know what? They just disappeared in the thin air with somebody. <laughs> okay. How do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That that seems like a weird story, but okay. So now what happens? The uh, the the police show up, the fire department, and then what? They just get you guys off the roof of your truck and arrest you? Yeah, Chris, tell what happened. You're close to dealing with the guy. Okay. Uh, basically, the cop starts yelling at us and and telling us, listen, if you don't get down off this truck. He says, uh, we're going to shoot you with beanbags and and, uh, and taser you with some taser guns. So I told him, I said, you know what? I, you know, I looked at him. I said, this is not about you. This is about the 1.5 million children in the United States that are homeless. And then he says, listen, I love your cause. He says, you got 10 minutes. <laughs> That's cool. Right? So he says, 10 minutes, the, the fire department's going to be here. When the fire department gets here, we're going to put up a ladder. You guys come down. Cool. It'll be cool. If not. We're going to tase you. We're going to beanbag you. Don't tase me, bro. It Don't tase me. It's going to hurt, you know. Okay, so. now. And that guy with the full shotgun beanbag, he was looking yeah. pretty intense. He as was kind of stocking up. He was like, whoa. Okay, now, obviously there are people that are going to say, was this really about the children or was it about bringing attention to your band? How do you how do you respond to that, to the cynics that say, this wasn't really about the 1.5 million homeless people. This is more about bringing attention to your band. Well, it's part and parcel, right? You know, um, a lot of our people that have listened to our music love our music. We love our music, and we want to, you know, bring it out to the world. And in, and as we rise, we want to also help out. We have, we do believe in the cause. We put our money where their mouth is in the cause. But we also want to get our music out there as well. So, I mean, people are going to second guess your motives all around, right? Right. Are you so guys they do that all the time. Disappointed at all at how little coverage the actual cause got? Because prior to this, I actually did was not sure what the charity was. It, it all the articles said you guys had a cause. Yeah. But a lot of them didn't say it what it was. It seemed like at first they just basically want to shit all over us. Right. And then um, and then now as they're starting to do more interviews, like the follow-up interviews, now that we've got out of jail, they're like, okay, you know, what's really the gig? We're yeah. like, hey, here's the gig. Keep in mind, I mean, we hit world news. And, and, and within 24 hours, we were, we were all over the world. Um, in that sense, they didn't cover what we wanted them to. They just said basically some band goes out there and plays live. But at the end of the day, you know, we're starting to get the word across now because there's a lot of homeless kids out there that need help, and we do have rad-ass music, so. (laughs) The winning combination. Okay, now you said you played live. There were some rumors out there that maybe you guys were just playing music off of a a track. Were were your instruments actually plugged in, and were you playing live music? They were plugged in. It was live music. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, it was. We, the, our drummer, our drummer pulled out. You know, got a little cold feet. Drummer pulled out. We were supposed to have our drummer up there. And now, uh, why did he pull out? He doesn't care about the 1.5 million homeless people. In this. <laughs> I think so. I think he's, uh, you yeah. know. He, so you're saying your drummer is an advocate for more homeless children? Yeah, he, he was a little. <laughs> he got a little shaky at the end. He drank too many Red Bulls. Now, did you guys have any second thoughts? Take us through the morning of, you got the band, you got the van, you're just sitting around talking to each other. Is it? Is there any sort of pregame ritual you have when you're pulling off a massive publicity stunt? I think we shard it. You shard it. <laughs> so you got, you got real nervous? Oh, yeah. Oh, All right, turn that off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, no one's ever done it on the freeway before. Nobody's ever gone up and done that scene, right? So you're thinking, you know, this is, this is hairy, but uh, let's do this. Let's roll. Okay, now, how did you guys come up with the idea? It sounds like, okay, you had this this concept of, all right, we want to do a publicity stunt, uh, ostensibly to raise awareness for homeless kids and also raise awareness for your band. How did you come up with this idea of blocking traffic in the 101? This hot girl named Chelsea. It's always a hot girl. Yeah, she came up and she was like, hey, why don't you guys play live on the 101 freeway? And we were like, what? Kind of looked at each other like, huh? And then we... Gates apart, and they're like, let's do this. Do. <laughs> and then we were figuring, you know what? It's the it's the biggest publicity stunt in professional music history. No one's ever done anything like this in the world. Well, now what about? I mean, of course, Rage Against the Machine uh, played live at the uh, Democratic National Convention. That was a big, big deal. Michael Moore film. Do you think do you think your stunt was bigger than that? I, I I think in its own in its own sense, you know. I mean, it, it's at it least it definitely it goes toe to toe with it. That's okay. for sure. You know, we shut down the 101 freeway in the middle of the day. I mean, that's pretty wow. big shit. Okay. Now you're saying you're saying it almost like an accomplishment. I imagine there are a lot of people that found that insanely aggravating and annoying. The 101 is known for its traffic to begin with, sure. and you guys have your own personal agenda. Um, obviously, you're you're claiming that you, you have good intentions with it, but are you worried that you're going to turn people off to your message and to your band? By inconveniencing them and by doing such a blatant publicity stunt. No, I, I, you know, people that are gonna love the music and they're not gonna love the music, and there's gonna be people who are never listening to the music and say you guys are a bunch of douchebags for doing that because we sat in traffic for a couple extra hours. And you know, the the bottom <laughs> the bottom line is, um, you know, the cause does need to be you know people need to be aware of it. And um, so we figured, hey, this is what this is. We're going to raise awareness. Keep, keep in mind there was 1.5 million children that are homeless in the United States, and this was based off of 06 statistics. They haven't done nothing for it, you know? Yeah, it could now, be cured by now. Now, are you right. guys worried right. at all that, that someone might have lost their job because they took a three-hour-long lunch hey, break? The bottom line is this. If you're a suck-ass employee, that was probably the reason. They're just looking for a reason to fire you because if you're a good one, they're not going to fire they you. Told well, you. I think their argument would be, hey, I'm an employee, and that's why my kids aren't homeless. So I, in, in, a, in a way, I'm doing a lot to help kids' homelessness because I, I work for a living, and I take care of my kids, and I feed them and provide them with a home. I think I think that might be their counter-argument. Yeah, that's a decent one. Uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Yeah, you like the idea of someone going to a job and taking sure. care of their kids. That no, seems to be a good okay. good solution right. to homelessness good. for children. That'll work. Now, what, what got you guys interested in homelessness uh, related to children? Why this issue? Well, you know, I've had an opportunity to travel around the world. I've been to Africa a couple different times in some of the European countries and seen the homelessness and the poverty and stuff. And, you know, it's obviously it, it hits you. You're emotionally you go, wow, these people are really impoverished and they're going through a lot of hard stuff. And then you come back to your own country and realize that there's people that are experiencing the very same things in our own country. And it's like, dude, wait a second. Ch- Charity begins at home. Yeah, we're so we're so abundant here. What what the heck is it all about? Like, why? Keep, keep in mind, this guy's a, a pastor for eight years. So, you know, when, when he okay. when he traveled the world as a pastor, you know, kudos to him for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, he's he's not a pastor anymore. He's a rock star. <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the real game. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a whole nother uh, the whole nother kettle of fish. Now, okay. <laughs> so all right, yeah, I'm, I just still have some have some more questions. I find this uh, interesting and fascinating. Certainly, it's fascinating how you're asking the questions. This has been the most fun interview we've done. Yeah, uh, well, this is a funny show. I've never heard this show before, but when we were out there and they're huge it, fans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> out there, I'm like, oh my god, this is a shit show going on here. I love it. This is oh, great. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, no, for real, you're funny. Not in the bad way. All right, it's funny. Well, great. you know, I, I I appreciate the compliments. And I I uh, I guess I just have a um I have a question about the the finances. Now you have this really a big tour bus, 
that you you parked on there. You, I've seen the video. It seemed like there was a lot of production value. Um, obviously, you guys have enough money to cover whatever kind of bail or lawyer costs that you're going to incur. What, what, what was the financial plan behind this? And do you guys are you that successful off your music that you can really afford to kind of, uh, in a sense, piss this money away? I don't think you ever want to piss any money away. <laughs> well, right. I guess. <laughs> sorry. I guess that's uh, that's a bad. No, no bad way of phrasing no, it, but I, you had funny. this much expendable income to buy the van, park it there, pay for this, you know, well-produced video. Well, you know, we're businessmen as well on the side, so we have businesses that, you know, fund uh, fund our lifestyles and allow us to rock. Okay. Is that code for selling cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't talk about that. <laughs> usually when people just say I'm in business, it's usually a business that they don't want to talk about. What What do you guys – do you guys have day jobs or is this – Yeah, Imperial Stars. <laughs> I'm a real estate investor, so okay. I, own, I own quite a few units in uh, Las Vegas where I – Transact business. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny. Uh, Rock and roll. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I own Imperial One Entertainment, the the label behind it, and uh, you know we did the uh, the Playboy Mansion soundtrack, and we we went pretty big on that. We've done we've toured with Bone Thugs and Harmony, the Dog Pound. Really? Um, yeah. We've we've done some major tours and stuff like that, and uh, we changed the name this last year from Imperial Assassins to the Imperial Stars. So we were we were more in the whole rap 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 thing. And we were kind of burnt on it. We were doing great in Australia and all kinds of things like that. And then we just kind of slowed down and turned our whole format around and started focusing on uh, helping out youth and, and kind of changing the whole thing. Because the whole shit burglar scene just was it was killing us, you know what I mean? So, And, I mean, we love we love rap. That's what we derive from. But I'm just saying, like, the, uh, the, the vibes that are out there, some of the stuff isn't as fun as it is when you're doing a uh, little rock and roll and some uh, – Okay. You know. <laughs> can't, can't blame you for, uh, for doing a little rock and roll. All right, so – What's the next move for Imperial Stars? Okay, you guys parked the bus on the 101. Huge publicity. Everyone's kind of made aware of you guys. You've raised awareness, uh, hopefully more for the more for the 1.5 million homeless kids. But what's your next move? Well, what we've got planned right now is we've teamed up with Armando Montalongo from um, the reality you know, TV show, Flip This House. He stepped up. He saw the cause. He goes, you know what? I can, I can agree with this. That's some good stuff. So he's going to donate $30,000 wow. to the um, – to the homeless children cause, and we're going to put on a benefit concert. Location, we'll release that here in the next couple of days when we're going to do that, and we're going to, uh, we want to, you know, make that big. May have a big concert, and hopefully we can get you some. You should come uh, out and join us, man. Okay, Go, so yeah. yeah. Donate. Now, what would you, say, we're talking money here, what would you say to the cynics that or, or people who are, who are kind of criticizing this uh, publicity stunt, what would you, what would you say to them where their, their thing would be, oh, why, you wasted all this time and money and energy, you could have just taken that and put it directly to the kids. Well, I think I think in in that sense, uh, uh, that's what we're doing exactly. I mean, we've raised thirty thousand dollars in two days. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. I'd like to think. And then, um, and with that, we're also throwing a, a we're putting up another twenty grand to uh, throw the event. And then once we throw that event, uh, I'm sure we'll bring in a lot more as well. Okay. So. So you, you could know. say even conservatively, if you if you're breaking even on the event, that twenty grand that you're throwing in. The 30 grand that the other guy, um, the uh, real estate guy, is donating, that's 50 grand. And now, how does that work? What chair are you donating to specific charity? How are you? Right now, we work with the John Burton Foundation. Okay. Out of Sacramento. And, uh, um, you know, we, we're looking at a couple other foundations to bring involved. Uh, on the 30th of October in Placentia, we're going to be building a park uh, for uh, kids. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to put our. Put our uh, Put our uses to work, you know, and 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 then utilizing the uh, the the music that we're about to drop. We haven't even dropped. Keep in mind, we haven't dropped anything to the world. All we've done is uh, put one song out. Um, the reason we did that is because we didn't want to just hit them with all of our music. We just want to keep this little fresh and hot, you know. Okay. But we're coming up with a follow-up single here, and then uh, we'll see where that goes. You know, and I have the proceeds of Traffic Jam 101. People buying off iTunes right now goes to the homeless. Right. Okay. The children homeless. So there's, and it's, you know, as we continue to grow and keep going, we're going to continue to be donating. So I, we, oh. it'll never stop. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate what you guys are trying to do. And, uh, you know, I, it's an interesting way to go about it. Definitely different. Definitely a, a new take on how to raise awareness for homeless people. But at the end of the day, it sounds like there is a lot of money going to help homeless kids. And I don't I don't think uh, anyone could really criticize that. So I think in that sense, that was that was pretty cool that you guys did that. You want me to uh, play this uh, Traffic Jam 101 song? For and the... you do know sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, have you heard it? Did you, is, have you, do you like it? 
Um, do I like it? Uh, yeah, I found I. Uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> oh, I like I like your guys work for charity. <laughs> no, oh, no. I, I'm kidding. Keep I'm kidding. Real, man. It's All right. Um, you an honest review. I didn't. I wasn't like crazy about it at first, but when we were getting ready for the show, I did find myself singing it and kind of getting into the hook of it. So That's right. it must have some impact there. So uh, and yeah, I wish you guys the best of luck. Where where can where can we send people to check out more more stuff? Go to imperialstars.com. Okay. Out there and you can so imperialstars.com. These are the guys that jammed up the 101, and this is their song, Traffic Jam 101. Yeah. We uh, we got to wrap things up here, and I appreciate the guys giving us their time and uh, for playing that song. So thank and I especially thank uh, Dion Lack. Dion, where can people check you out? Uh, check me out on Facebook. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Um, check my YouTube channel out. Uh, yeah, just Twitter at Dion Lack, and if you go to shantigreen.com, you'll be able to click uh, Dion's links, and you'll also be able to click the Imperial Stars links that will send them to the website and to the video, and you can see the uh, jam that they created on the 101. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it here live every Thursday, uh, 8 o'clock on LA Talk Radio. Logan, wrap us up with a haiku. Let's do it. Can't can't miss a haiku. Lacking Doritos. Blocking traffic for music. Favre is no tiger. All right, thank you. This has been The Green Room. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.